tonight we're going to be talking about Anthem and what is happening with it, some new Pokemon news, some update from the Mario 35th anniversary titles, and a new Dreamcast game. Welcome to tonight's episode of Retro Gaming Dads. Tonight we have Anthony and Barry as usual. So I think we'll be kicking things off with the uh, the news of what's going on with Anthem. Yes, Anthem. It's it's. Can you believe it's already been two years since it was originally released? I know, and it doesn't feel like any new content has come out for it at all. I don't think anything did. The news is, if you've not already seen, EA have announced that the project to revitalise Anthem Next has now been scrapped. Which is an absolute shame. They were saying that they were going to redo it, because I saw it the other week and I mentioned it across to you guys that they had announced that they were working ahead with it. No, it's been it's been Anthem Next, as it was nicknamed, has been in the in the works for about a year now, hasn't it? Well, they even scrapped the original roadmap that they released for what was coming post-launch from Anthem. I think we only ever got the first part of it. The yeah. Was it like the Eye of the Storm or something? Yeah, it was something like that. It's a shame, though, because Anthem, Anthem's main issue wasn't the core game. The actual, the way that it plays, the mechanics, the, the, the setting, everything about it was really good and showed an absolute ton of promise. They just never did anything with it. There was just so little content and it, all the content that was in there was very samey go here kill a few enemies go here kill a few enemies and it just never went anywhere from that yeah it did it did have quite a troubled uh development though yeah because at one point they were like take out the flying pour it back in so they were like trying to make missions around the flying aspect of it but then was told to take it back out so they took them out, scrapped that, and then not long before launch, they were like, oh, actually, yeah, put the flying parts back in. So they didn't really have any content for it. Even when the game was originally announced, like, was it like E3, like three or four years ago? Oh, more than that, surely. Well, when it was first announced, that was the first time a lot of the people who have been developing it actually even realized what they were working on. Yeah, A lot of them didn't even know it was a game called Anthem. It was very shrouded uh, from when it was coming out. But I think one of the biggest gripes that also came with the game was the loading times. Oh, yeah. You know, they promised instant loading or no loading at all um, sort of thing. And then when it came out, you had a loading screen every two seconds, which would last 30 seconds. And the rest. I think one of the worst parts for me was trying to get into the armory and then trying to do something in the armory. It was so slow. It had a really troubled launch. There was lots of errors and issues. I mean, the loading, the loading thing, they did fix relatively quickly, and they had instant loading. Yes, and, yes, they have. I mean, we we were playing it just the other night, and it, it is still a very fun game. It's just difficult for like an hour and a half. Exactly, it's difficult to really play for a while. It's fun to play, but again, um, due to the lack of content, really, we would we're just doing the same. Yeah, stronghold over and over because it was the best way to get the loot. But there was no other content to keep us engaged. Yeah, yeah, it is a shame they didn't add other content that they had planned. I know, like you said, they scrapped the roadmap, but they should have still added some other contents. Well, they they scrapped the roadmap behind this idea of revamping it, rebuilding it, and making Anthem the game it should have been. Yes, but. With them dropping that, it's basically left this game that's been been gutted from the ground up 
initially anyway, lacking content, and then none of the planned roadmap has happened, meaning the game that was already a shell of a game has never been filled. You know, playing the game, everything looks fantastic. You know, you're running around, me and Barry quite enjoy going around as a big colossus, and charging, knocking things over, and feeling like a massive tank. But, like we were saying, there's only so much you can do, then you're like, well, what else is this to do? It's going to be a bit samey now. Yeah, I mean, the things the things that Anthem did well, everything controls really well. All of the, the mechs all feel really unique in their own way. You, you two go the big gl- hunking colossuses, whereas I go the interceptor and I dart around, and everything plays so well, and the transition from flying to stopping is really good. It is, as Anthony was just saying, then just running through a group of enemies as a colossus with your shield up and just batting them aside or dropping in from a height and just like hitting the floor with the like power of a bomb and just like decimating everything around you or as you say you flipping around dodging through the air going from enemy to enemy the moment-to-moment gameplay is done really well there's just no content to back it up yeah it's like there's there's a brilliant skeleton there the skeleton is amazing. They've just forgot to actually put the meat on the bones. Yeah, it is a very, very fluid game play with the characters and as the actual mechs. Um, so it is a shame. And I was looking forward to them doing the Anthem Next. But obviously, with them scrapping Anthem Next and with them saying, we're not doing anything else, I'm not really sure on the future of Anthem now. They said it's got a, a- essentially stay stagnant now. Yeah, I mean, do you reckon they'll use what they may have already developed from Anthem Next to perhaps start work on an Anthem 2? I don't think so. I, I think they've they've just killed it, to be honest. And it, it's a real shame. Something I think we spoke about before was that what they should do with this um, you know, game and the mechanics they put was to, I don't know, maybe sell it or give it to a studio that wants to sort of try and make something and see what they can do with it, because it could turn to something fantastic. I don't think they'll ever sell the Anthem IP, just for the fact that I think EA will want too much for what someone's willing to give. Don't forget, this, yeah. is, this isn't like a established franchise, which is, you know, fell by the wayside over time. This is the first game, and it failed on its first attempt. Now, some games can come back from it. A good example is No Man's Sky. That yes. got slated when it first came out, and it, over a year or two, did build itself back up. And now, lots of people love that game. With but, Anthem, though, apart from some balancing issues that they fixed and the loading times that we mentioned before, they just haven't really done much with the game. The thing is with No Man's Sky is that there was they carried on supporting it and they carried on putting content into it. Yeah. If they just stop Anthem or stop the content, that won't bring anyone new into it. The Anthem name now, I think, is pretty much poisoned. I don't think a lot of people would come back to it anyway. Which is a shame because it's it's not poisoned because it was a bad game. It's poisoned because there was too much lacking at the start and they just never did anything with it. Anthem could have been a success. I feel like the experience I got from playing, was it like a demo or did they have a beta? Yeah, there was a beta. There was there was an open beta, yeah. Those betas, I don't feel like I felt like there was a lot less content in them than the actual game. That's how close it was. Yeah. It's like the, the original Destiny. When the original Destiny came out, that was lacking in content. See, I think with Anthem as well, we also had the issue of 
we do 30, 40 minute long uh, strongholds on the hardest difficulties and you just get, get like, commons and uncommon items essentially. The loot was really poorly um, distributed yeah. in it. Yeah, I mean, that's something again that they have changed and they have fixed so you do get better loot now, thankfully. Yeah. But when you've only got a handful of missions that you can do, <laughs> it gets so stale. Well, yeah, ex- exactly. You know, doing the same stronghold and over and over is a good way to get the loot, especially now they've rebalanced it. But it's not fun after, you know, the third, fourth, fifth time you've done the same mission. Well, like, you know, there's, what, is it three strongholds? Yeah, there's three strongholds. Didn't they add a fourth? I, f- I don't know if it was a stronghold, but there was a very similar mission, which was kind of like um, a seasonal one, I think. I thought they added the prequel stronghold, where you meet the the guy that's talking to you in the other strongholds, and it was all done in a really weird order. Yeah, that that was the thing. When the first stronghold released, he, someone's talking to you as if you already know who they are. And then one of the later strongholds is when you're introduced to that character. Yeah. So again, they they were given to you out of order, which didn't make sense. So it sounds like we're all pretty much on the same page when it comes to Anthem, that it was a brilliant game that was marred by effectively development issues and a lack of content. Lacking in content. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And just going quickly back to what Anthony was saying before, it is a shame that EA doesn't give the game to like a less experienced um developer like obviously bioware's now moved on to dragon age and the next uh mass effect game effect yeah giving it to a more inexperienced developer would be a good way not only to keep the content coming for people who do want to play it but also to give them a bit of experience with a much larger game yeah i mean it's something that potentially that a smaller studio could cut the teeth on yeah, but I also understand why EA now just want to cut the losses. They don't want to put any more money into a game that is very unlikely to ever attract any more players. Well, if you look at the price of what the game is now, the the game... Well, I worked in retail, and within about six to eight weeks of this game coming out, um, the place I worked for dropped the price. It was £5 or free if you bought any other Xbox One or PS4 title. So it's... Here's an interesting idea for, for Anthem, which it'll never happen to it, but it'd be an interesting one. If they could perhaps utilize some sort of free-to-play model for the engine and redevelop Anthem that way, I think I, I do think it's something that could work with, with a bit of love and care. I don't think it could work with the name Anthem, though. No, no it's not. too... Well, as you said, it's too I said... I do think they've poisoned it, away. yeah. They could always approach Marvel and say, hey, look, we've got a brilliant idea for an Iron Man game. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Flying through the, some of the javelins, it does make you feel like, again, being in the class, it feels like you're in the Hulkbuster or I can't remember yeah. what the, like, all round, is it the Ranger? Yeah, the is Ranger. That, so that, yeah. that'd be your standard yes. Iron Man armor. Then you've yeah. got perhaps like the... I uh, used to love just swooping down and just like unloading loads of missiles all over the battlefield before... Dr- dropping in, doing your superhero pose, and then just kicking ass. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you could probably tweak the uh, the element. I forgot the name. I forgot the name of the one that throws all the lightning bolts and everything. You could easily tweak that into be War Machine instead. Yeah. 
But then, then again, I've got a couple of Iron Man games on the Xbox 360, I think, and they're bad. Yeah. But Anthem, if you reskinned it, change a bit of the content around to make it a bit more Iron Man would be a brilliant Iron Man game. Yeah. I'm sorry, the colour scheme I put onto all of my um, javelins. What, javelins. javelins was red and yellow. I went completely yeah. for the Iron Man colours, as you two both know. And it's just the colour scheme on your javelin hurts my eyes. <laughs> As was usual, I uh, I go in in aqua and turquoise. I thought it was teal. Aqua, turquoise, teal. Right. They're a very similar colour. I'm colour blind. I can't tell. <laughs> tell you what, let's throw another one. Cyan. It's cyan. Talking of colours, let's let's move on to Pokemon games. And incidentally, ones that aren't actually named after colours with Diamond and Pearl. I think this is more Anthony's forte, though. I was long out of Pokemon before these titles came back, but we're getting Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl for the Nintendo Switch later this year. Yeah, so obviously there was a lot of leaks coming out and there was a lot of different information coming out, which was leaning towards it. Yeah, we even mentioned this about a month ago that it was it was rumoured. There was a yeah. special Ninten- was it a special Pokemon Nintendo Direct they did one evening and they announced these two and I'm really excited for this. It's coming straight into the Switch and it will be nice to get a classic old style sort of Pokemon game onto the Switch. And I can't wait for this. There's another Pokemon game too as well, isn't there? Pokemon Legends, I think, was the other game that they announced. Yeah, Legends Arceus. Which is going to be more of an open-world adventure. It's an interesting idea for Pokemon. It looks like an open-world RPG, and it's going to... Back to the very start, I've, I think there's a lot of things going on about this, but it looks like they're going to go to the very start of Pokemon sort of thing. Is this like the start in the timeline or start back to the 151 original Pokemon? Start in the timeline. Um, right. Because the Pokeballs look like they're acorns rather than the metal spheres you normally see. And, you know, it looks like they're revamping it as such. I've heard nothing about this one. This one's a... Uh... An interesting idea. Yeah, it was announced at the same time. Um, I think this is launching next year, though, is it? Yes, it is next year. But Diamond and Pearl, it's it's been 15 years since they were originally released on the DS. It was inevitable for them to bring out the remake, but yeah, 15 years. I still remember playing it. So the fact it's been 15 years since I played it when it came out. Well, anyone who's want another Pokemon game to uh, tide them over till the release of this. Um, Pokemon Snap, or sorry, new Pokemon Snap um, will be released next month for the Switch as well. Either of you play the original Pokemon Snap on the N64? No, no. I can't say I did. Though a lot of people rated it quite highly, if I remember right. It was it was almost like an on-rails shooter, except instead of shooting the Pokemon with a gun, you're shooting them with a camera. But there's like very, very minor puzzle elements. Like you might throw out a piece of fruit, or you might have to throw something into a volcano to get a Charizard to run. Um, so it was quite a relaxing game, and depending on how accurate you were with your photos, or how many Pokemon, or what pose they were in, you just got points and rated accordingly to the pictures. From Pokemon, sticking with the uh, Nintendo theme, Mario's 35th anniversary titles are leaving the eShop. Yeah, uh, not only the eShop, but the physical stores as well. 
Yeah, it surprised me, this one. It was inevitable. Obviously, they did announce this, but obviously, they stuck with their guns. Yes, they, they made it clear from the moment they actually announced them that this was only for a limited time. So, at the end of March, anyone who hasn't picked up Mario 3D All-Stars will no longer be able to purchase it from Nintendo, whether that's physically or digitally. I'm sure that other places like, you know, Game or GameStop, if it still exists in a month, will still be selling through stock they've got, but they won't be replenishing it. See, this is an interesting one. I I am surprised that they're letting 3D All-Stars in particular not be sold anymore. It's one of those games that you'd think would be always available, being, you know, it's one of the classic Mario games. Yes, but they did this previously as well with um, the Mario 25th anniversary package, which I don't know if you ever remember the SNES Mario All-Stars, where they bundled like Mario 1, 2, 3 and the Lost Levels together. They basically re-released that on the Nintendo Wii. However, that, that again was only a limited run of the game. But that was at a time when you didn't have console digital storefronts as prevalent as they are nowadays. Yeah. So if you think about it, every game that was physically released only has a limited run. They don't still produce the original NES Super Mario Brothers anymore, do they? However, you can still get it as a digital game. So I'm surprised that they're taking it away from the eShop. Again, I know they announced it straight away. That's more what surprises me. I, I get the idea of having limited physical releases, even if it's limited editions, special editions, that sort of stuff. But a digital one, I mean, I, I don't, I don't understand the, the the reasoning behind it. You'll probably find that uh, come April, Nintendo release Mario sixty four, Mario Galaxies, and Mario Sunshine as separate games for forty pounds each. <laughs> right, that I would understand. There. <laughs> make sure they get the most out of the money well because it's funny because you know you well, like we're saying with digital releases you, know, you can still get original xbox games so removing this off doesn't make sense off the e-store does as a physical game but obviously they did announce it and they're sticking with what they said well from a business point of view it it's making a sense of urgency isn't it like I've I I'm not a big 3D Mario fan. Uh, in fact, the only game I've ever completed is Sunshine. But I went out and bought it just in case I want it in the future. Yeah, yeah, I can understand it from the urgency point. Though there has been some previous games gone from digital storefronts and the like, but it's usually down to things like licensing. Like there was a Turtles game that disappeared from the Xbox Store. There well, was the all Turtle games, I think, weren't it? Yeah, I think it, I think it was because the rights changed or the rights expired or something. And obviously, one that we've talked about recently, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, yes, that's recently come back though, hasn't it? Though there was also like the the Forza games; they only stay up for a, a period of time till the uh, licenses expire for the music and the cars. Yeah, there's also been some games in reverse where they've not been able to be released digitally after the fact because of licensing as well. A good example was. Um, Mega Man Legends. Originally, Capcom couldn't re-release that on the PlayStation Network. Really? Yeah, they had, I think, a Coca-Cola advert or something similar in it on a vending machine. And Sony said they can re-release PlayStation 1 games to play on the PlayStation 3. However, they could not uh, change the game from what it originally was. 
in any way. Right. So because they couldn't take out the branding, they couldn't re-release it. I do think they worked it out eventually. I know it is on there now, or it, it was. Yeah, I suppose because you had something similar with Crazy Taxi, didn't you? Where like the Offspring <sighs> songs were changed yeah. and re-release, and if you're not going to play the original Dreamcast version, don't even bother. <laughs> <laughs> That's that, just because of one Offspring song. The the Offspring music in the game is what makes Crazy Taxi. Isn't it literally one song? Um, no, I think there's a few songs. I don't think you've played Crazy Taxi with the Offspring songs. I oh, would, uh, you poor, poor child. Used to that. Oh, jeez. I have literally got it stuck in my head right now. I know exactly which one's in your head as well. It's in my head. Yeah. I don't think I've played Crazy Taxi in the Dreamcast. I think I played it on PlayStation. Was it? Was it on the original PlayStation? Uh, no. Dreamcast. I think they brought it out on the PlayStation Two. Um, and the Xbox and that, but they? they had replaced music in them. Yeah, because obviously lots and stuff like that. Yeah, and you can get it on mobile as well. Didn't it also have um, store? Some of the storefronts as well were actual storefronts, but they changed them to fake names. Like, wasn't the yeah, yeah. There thing? was, there was like Pizza Hut was in it, and uh, yeah, they probably did, probably did change the game quite heavily once. The, but don't forget, again, at the time, they didn't think games would be re-released later on down the line, especially on a digital storefront where it'll be perpetually on sale for a decade, 20 years going forward. So they never got these licenses with that in mind. Yeah, the licenses might have only been oh, for... Retro's now coming in, so it's like, oh, we better get all these retro games back on the store. Hang on a minute, we can't just chuck them on. We need to make sure the licenses are up to scratch so we can actually put them on. But then going back to Mario, I'm fairly certain that Nintendo still holds the license to the original Mario games. Yes. Yeah, the, I'd be very surprised if they didn't. <laughs> yeah, well, well, stranger things have happened. Um, Sega nearly lost the license to the Sonic the Hedgehog name. So Wow. Oh, yeah, because of course there was the, uh, the, the Sega Sonic. Arcade yeah, Sega game, Sonic arcade game. It's not just 3D All-Stars, though. It's the Mario 35 game, which is the quickest way to realise how bad you are at playing the original Super Mario Brothers. See, I've not heard of this one before, but I've got to admit it sounds intriguing. It's basically Super Mario Brothers, the original game, but Battle Royale. So it's you and 34 other Marios all played. Now, you can't directly interact with each other. So it's not as if you can, like, someone can stomp on your head and, like, knock you down a pit. However, when you kill an enemy, it gets sent to someone else's screen. A bit like uh, Puyo Puyo or Tetris. Okay. So when there's so many players all stamping on Goombas, they are just launching them to other players. And as happens in every other game, it always seems to be me who gets targeted. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have had it where I was literally just going around my business and, like, this tidal wave of enemies just come on the screen. We're like, oh, what's going on here? Visions of StarCraft. Yeah, yeah. I was being Zerg rushed by Goombas. <laughs> <laughs> A Goomba rush. Yeah, Goomba rushed. And then, obviously, the other item that they're pulling is the Super Mario Brothers Game & Watch. Yes, I did see that as well. Yeah, I mean, what what do people think of this idea of having limited game runs? So I, I think it is a odd constraint to put on to the games like this. Why put lim the limited run on when you don't need to? 
again, it's it's just to create agency, isn't it? Yeah. I am actually thinking of buying one of the um, Game & Watch consoles, which I think are at like £35. Just in case in the future I do want, because I, I know as soon as April rolls around, these will just be scalped on eBay. Oh, yeah. It's the same with the NES Classic and the SNES Classic. Yeah, they were limited runs as well, weren't they? Yes. Yeah, it's an. I'm. I. I don't know how I feel about them being such short limited runs, and the digital stuff. Ah, uh, I don't know. I can understand the the idea of creating a sense of urgency. I don't mind um, it with the products, but for the. For the actual games themselves, at least for the digital versions of the game, maybe have it like, you know, if you want the game digitally, you can always buy it. But if you want like the physical copy, the physical copies only going to be available for a set period of time. I, I have no that. issue with that. I understand. Well, that. except when it comes to that. Nintendo, because I do not trust Nintendo to keep my digital games for very long. <laughs> well, yeah, that is the other thing, because some games have disappeared entirely and you can't even play them anymore, haven't they? No, and yes, they took some DSi games down. They t- they've took whole consoles stores down. So, uh, for example, for the Wii, I was about to say a lot. Of some stores are gone. Yeah, for the Wii, I had loads of games on Virtual Console, which I'll never be able to re-download legitimately. Yeah, which see that that in a digital age of gaming, when in people's entire libraries are online, that I'm not a fan of that idea that. It can just be switched off, and that's it. Your games are gone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how much how much have we spent on the Microsoft Store? Yeah. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> that sound. I don't feel like that's going anywhere. Though. It dep- depends um, who's asking me. If me, uh, if me missus is asking me, still oh, ten pound here, ten pound there. I mean, that's a lot of ten pounds here. If anyone is asking, don't ask. Oh, just just regular ten pounds, you know, every <laughs> every thirty minutes or so. <laughs> yeah. So that the other thing as well is, is as games go more online as well, even games that are still available to download might just get switched off, like that uh, Lawbreakers, Chrome Hounds, Chrome Hounds. Yeah. Oh my days! I you know I've been thinking about saying Chrome Hounds. That's still we, we can't talk day. about this again. <laughs> we no, went we, on about rant about it a couple of podcasts true. ago. So with that, Sega, I believe there's a new Dreamcast game coming. Yeah, so Nintendo can't keep their games going for uh, more than a year before uh, stopping selling them. And the Dreamcast, 20 years after its untimely demise, is still getting new games. These These are actual new games as well, built from ground up for the Dreamcast. Was this not? This isn't one of those uh, where it's a, uh, a retro port from an arcade machine. This is an no, actual this, full on. Yep, this is an indie studio making a new game. So this isn't one of the uh, Thomas Wave arcade games being ported across. So, um, new game, Xenocider, in which you take on the role of a soldier going down to an alien planet to kill everything that's on that planet and just to make sure blow the planet up at the end this sounds pretty cool so you may not be the good guy maybe oh depends on what the angel i just had visions of of aliens coming down and drinking a load of 
apple-based alcohol? No? No, no, no. no. You've completely misunderstood that name. (laughs) I think so. I think so. Yeah, it's it's fairly impressive looking game. It's it's very basic looking, but considering this is a indie studio making this game, it's fully 3D. Runs are pretty much a locked 60 frames per second, from what I can say, in 480p mode, which is the higher resolution than a Dreamcast. The game's very similar. Did you ever play Charge and Blast on the Dreamcast? Where you the view was behind you and you could only move left and right and you shot enemies into the screen. Surely you've played Space Harrier. I've played Space Harrier, yeah. Similar, it sounds like, to... Imagine that, but you're a bit more grounded. I was going to say Nier Automata has segments like that. Yes, a bit like some of the segments in there. Or another one on the N64, Sin and Punishment. So very similar to that. Okay, that sounds pretty interesting. So it's more sort of a behind view on foot than a uh, in like a spaceship of some sort. Yes. Um, but that's available to purchase now. Um, sixty euros. Um, comes the game, physical game, and a soundtrack as well. So it's it's not too bad. Um, that's not. It's not too bad compared to so many other games that are come out recently for other consoles and their prices. Yeah, you're on about Paprium, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah Paprium's oh, a very good example. Ridiculous. Although, in all fairness, this only comes with a soundtrack. It doesn't come with a leather funk. <laughs> <laughs> so, instantly, Anthony's like, nah, not getting it. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff you. So, you get seven worlds to uh, invade and destroy. Multiple unlocks, including a couple of bonus modes. Ah, uh, the good old days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good old days when you used to get bonus modes for hey. doing things in-game, not for putting in your credit card details. I was about to say, I've, I've unlocked the secret achievements. Use credit card. No, my <laughs> transactions. There's plenty, plenty to... It looks like there's a, quite a bit of content, and even works with like the VMU, with the Rumble Pack, and it even works with the Twin Arcade stick, apparently. Right. Oh, I wonder if it's got a decent little VMU game. Some of them were brilliant. Obviously, with this coming out, we're seeing more and more games coming out for older consoles. Yes. Still. You know, um, so it's, it's surprising. I saw um, another two Game Boy games have just been announced as well. Re- really? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't got the information on them now, so maybe we'll talk about them next week once I've looked into them. But we are getting more games coming out for old consoles. I believe the Dreamcast in some territories now has more games that have come out since it was discontinued than when it was actually current. Which I can believe. What? The Dreamcast was a brilliant console that was marred with the failings of its predecessor. Yes, absolutely. Absolute mismanagement during the Sega Saturn generation. Especially Sega of America. In in Japan, the console done brilliantly. It absolutely trounced the Nintendo 64. And there were so many brilliant gems on that console. I mean, Power Stone. How good was that game? I've not played it. (laughs) We have played... Well, it was Power Stone 2. 
we used to play it a fair bit. No? I'm enjoying being able to see Phil's face because his reactions are priceless sometimes. I have never played either Power Stone game. Oh, just, <laughs> I... well, when it comes no. to Dreamcast, I think I've only ever touched controller once or twice in my life. Dreamcast, maybe maybe once everything's back to normal, we'll have to have a Dreamcast night because there's so. yeah there's loads of great games, everything from like really simple games like Choo Choo Rocket. Yeah, well that was I remember when that came out and everyone was giving it for free, and the amount well, of in Europe, people, uh, well yeah, in Europe in America <laughs> you had to pay for it. There, there was a load of them though that just appeared in um, secondhand shops around here. But they, yeah, I remember them everywhere because everyone was trading them in. Yeah, get, got it for free. Yeah, sell it. <laughs> Choo Choo Rocket, um, which is just got a a new game last year or so, which is available on Apple Arcade as well. Which I keep meaning to give a give it a good go. Though going back to Power Stone, I think you will enjoy it because it is very similar in essence to Poi Poi. <sighs> mm, no. It's not kids in pajamas throwing rocks at each other. See, I didn't want to say that in case people <laughs> thought we were weird. So I went with its actual name. Yes. I still remember you two searching this. Yeah. Just, just a bit of clarification on that game is we were looking for games to play on the PlayStation for a games night once. And I remember playing Poi Poi, but could not remember its name. So I'm probably on some sort of list now because I went into Google and typed in kids in pajamas throwing rocks at each other. And honestly, one of the top results was the game I was looking for. In all fairness, I should have probably put is a game in the search as well. PlayStation or something. Yeah, yeah. Something just to narrow it down a little bit. <laughs> just, so, just so it didn't look like you were just looking for this random thing. Yeah, yeah, but I'm definitely on some sort oh, of list. 100%. <laughs> no, that's the start of it. Well, I think that is all that we've got for tonight. So with that, thank you very much for listening to us. We have been the Retro Gaming Dads. Hopefully we'll see you next week. 